you saying that now, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Zack Snyder cut of um, Justice League yet? Twice. And I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So I'm asking this question, you know, no spoilers or anything. Do you like it better, the same, or not compared to the original movie? I like it better on just the fact that it's just more information. Because you could tell from the, even, even without seeing the current Zack Snyder cut, you could tell that the other movie just was sliced to hell. This is just very apparent, you know, just from the way the story flows to inconsistency of, of the quality of, of the shots and stuff like that. So you, you could tell the two different kind of hands in that. And so just from the fact that um, it's more, the fact that as like me being a creative type and seeing somebody have a complete expression, even if I don't agree with it, but for it to just be a person's complete expression of something, it's just going to ring true just because it's, it's 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 a full thought versus you know one that's chopped up and conformed. So I just so for things like that is is why because eventually I got to do a review on it and I'm like at first I was trying to think what's the best way to go about it and I even I decided that I'm not going to even even if I even though I did have issues with it I wouldn't even go there with it because it's more of a celebration of somebody having an idea and it's being put out there. And with all the stuff it had to go through to even exist, it's winning for me, you know? I just think it's a cool thing to be able just to, to witness um, because most things like that are be ideas or, or rumors that we hear about that we would never see in our lifetime. You know, there's plenty of movies like Tim Burton's Superman that we would never see, you know? Like just, even though they wasn't good, but the um, uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man series, The Amazing Spider-Man, they had like one and two and they never did a three. Like, what would that three have been? What would Sam Raimi's Spider-Man three would have been if he didn't get, you know, if he didn't get compromised and told that he had to put Venom in the in the third movie, even though he didn't want that character. He was using classic characters and the studio got on him about putting in Venom because Venom is popular. And I felt like it derailed that whole movie when he already had a good track record of the first one being great, the second one being even better with a lead of Doc Ock, and then to go into a third one and it just a hot mess. Like he didn't stop being creative and a great director just because it was the third movie. It's because people had their hands in it. So there's so many things that I would have wanna seen, but I probably would never because just how life went. Like I would love to know what the second Black Panther would have been with Chadwick Goldman but he's dead. So, so I would never see that. So it's so many things that I would like to see that will never be. And this was one of those things too. And we got a chance to witness it. So on that okay, alone, so, I think it's a, I think it's, I think it's brilliant for that. Okay. Now, so, but knowing me now for almost 30 years, right. And having a good idea of Clark, would you recommend the justice league movie to me, him, both of us, or to neither of us? Stefan would, would dig it. I think he would appreciate it for what it is. I think that you would like it too, but you'd be critical of it, which is fair, because it's pretty much more of the same. It, the thing about it is, if you don't like Zack Snyder's vision, you're still not gonna like his vision, but it's a complete vision versus like cutting them off in the middle of a conversation. So I still, it's still the things I didn't like about his Man of Steel and the stuff I didn't care for in Batman v Superman, He's still got stuff in, in this version of the Justice League that I still don't necessarily agree with or care for, but at least it's the whole breadth of what he was trying to say. But do I agree with the stuff? Not necessarily. Some of the stuff I still think is questionable. There's still some plot holes. There's still some choices that he went with the characters that I don't necessarily care for. 
but um to me that movie isn't really about that just because of the way way it is and what it went through but as a piece of art that's you know not my type of superhero being portrayed in a certain kind of way i i, I dig it but is that my ideal batman matter of fact i just realized watching that movie that i don't really like him as batman or bruce even though he looks like bruce the bat suit is the best i've seen in a long time for a, a compromised batman suit where it looks like it's almost it's not material it's not cloth and it's not mech but it's in the middle i think it's a brilliant suit i think he looks good as batman i think he he, he looks like bruce wayne but to me He's still Ben Affleck. Like I never get lost and think he's somebody else, which I kind of want for for characters sometimes. Either you be a good enough actor where you make that you make you disappear in it, or have somebody I don't know, and then I could just give them the persona of the character that they're playing. And like I said, I like Ben Affleck, but I realize now that he's just I wouldn't. Okay. Is it because of him, or is it because of the um, direction? And when I say that, when I ask that, it means. I liked him as an older Dark Knight Returns Batman. I thought he worked at that, but I think the script, the story that they gave him didn't allow him to really do justice to the character. Like, yeah. I had seen the little, um, I guess, snippets, whatever, of him, of him exposing himself, you know, his identity to, um, to Aquaman. I'm like, that's not something Bruce would do. Just the way they had him portraying Batman, I don't think was accurate. So do you think that was it? Or do you think he's just not cut out to do the role? Um, like I said, uh, maybe a little bit of both. It could depend. It could depend. I mean, if they but, wrote it where he was more, he was more Batman-ish, where he was, I mean, not, not to the point where he wants to kill somebody and then tell everybody who his mother's name is. But I mean, if he was just kind of like, you know, more like Dark Knight, stop it, Clark. Um, I mean, cause I thought that was a part of it. Like it didn't work, his, his, his Batman didn't work because in the middle of a fight with somebody who he's about to kill, who he doesn't kill, he, he, you know, the character doesn't kill. Martha, I mean, that that business kind of got me, but it kind of changed the whole view of who the characters were. Kept it close to what, you know, like how um, the trilogy had kept Batman. I wonder if that would have worked better. It's possible, but I think it depends on the actor and, and the character, because sometimes you could you could sink into a character and disappear into there. Like, or, or if you've got a certain kind of personality and the personality either matches with the character or the character doesn't have a personality enough to where the actor is not, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, compromising the character, but their personality becomes that character. An example of that I would use would be like, like I never really had a clear idea of a personality of Blade, you know, but Wesley Snipes' personality kind of put on top of that character. Now, Blade is Wesley Snipes without it. And I don't, and when I watch Wesley Snipes' Blade, I don't think of it like Wesley Snipes dressing up like Blade. But but his his personality matched so well with that character, it didn't it didn't conflict enough. So it, so he became that, and it's like okay, they are one. Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. From what I knew of Iron Man, and then Robert Downey Jr. like he kind of still doing himself, but it almost was close enough to mesh where I don't see, you know, the guy that was in Alec McBeal or the or the drug addict or this you know or all the different I'm, movies he I'm, did growing up being a bully and you know and weird science and stuff like that like he gets lost he meshes in there so it was a good um marriage between 
the way this, the character was written and his personality and the persona of the character enough to where I don't see him as Robert Downey Jr. I see him as Iron Man. So if I see him as something else, I'll be looking like, oh, that's Iron Man playing that person. Ben Affleck, I never got lost and thought he was Batman, even though he looked apart and everything. I just never, I just always saw, to me, I saw um, the actor and I don't know Maybe, maybe the character Batman is, is more defined and he didn't lean into it enough. Like you said, maybe it was just, wasn't written the right way, but for some reason he just didn't mesh. And how much I like something or how much credit I would give it is how much you making me not see what I'm seeing. And that's the actor playing that character. It might not be fair, but I'm just saying- No, it's fair, it's fair because it's your interpretation of it. Um, I saw him as a good Batman. I just didn't see them writing him the way Batman should have been written. They didn't use shadows as much. They didn't use... Yeah, I had issues with that too. Like him walking around daylight and stuff. It really just like, he's not that yeah. kind of character. So even that is fundamentally... Like, he was he doing? Stand out with the next... All the Justice League characters or stand out whatever in daylight. It almost don't match up. Like, that's not his, that's not his scene. Well, if you ever read the books, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he hated God. I'm not Gotham. He hated a metropolis too bright, you know, too much, you know, glitter and, you know, and you don't use his shadows enough. I figured you could have used his voice, kind of like the invisibility thing. It's not even though he's not invisible, but you don't really see him, but he's, you know, he's somewhere around doing that ninja stuff, you know, beating the hell out of you. They didn't utilize that with Ben Affleck like they could have. Maybe that's my, maybe that's like part of Wait. my issue then. It's funny when you mentioned Blade and Wesley Snipes, I was thinking, did you did you see Batman and Robin? You know um, Joel Schumacher no, directed? I'm sorry, not Batman and Robin. Um, the one before that, Batman was it Batman Forever? The one that Val killed it. Batman Forever. Yeah, well, I didn't see yeah. it. I think that's the one that came before Batman and Robin. That's the one I'm thinking about. They did an excellent job of having Val Kilner show me that he was Batman, but an equally terrible job of showing him as Bruce Wayne. Mm. I mean, it's like they had him, they had the Batman part down pat. Personality, the persona, the the mood, the voice, everything. But mm. yeah, it's, zero it's, chemistry, zero chemistry working as Bruce Wayne. It's, it's Batman and Robin. Thing. Batman and Robin did the reverse. They had a good, excellent George Clooney doing a, a good Bruce Wayne and was terrible as the bat. But I just kind of thought, because as you you said that um you thought that Ben Affleck made a good Dark Knight Batman, and I think that that might actually be the problem was the Justice League they were giving us should not have the Dark Knight Batman because Dark Knight Batman is someone who would never operate the Justice League in the first place. Right. That's he's reluctant. True. He's reluctantly in there. Also, he's old. He's that, that you know, they, they chose an I mean, Ben Affleck is like, you know, our age. So you're, you're going with an older person playing the role of a younger person because at the time that Batman's with the Justice League, he's younger. Yeah. It, 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 it was a poor choice of, of, of errors and, and poor choice of use of character. Maybe if they had established the Batman and Superman character enough that you could have had a real fight between Superman and Batman, Affleck would have been a good, a good person for it. But they threw us right into an old Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I only bring it up because 
I think aside from Michael Keaton, I think Affleck to me was the best Batman. Mm. But for the right period of time, not for right now. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce him to a movie right now as the Batman that's supposed to exist right now, it doesn't work. You need somebody younger, somebody charismatic, the Playboy. Ben Affleck doesn't look like a Playboy. He looks like somebody who's been through a lot of fights and is about ready to hang up the cowl. And that was the wrong choice. Yeah, that was my kind of issue with it too, was the fact that um, that they just kind of threw him in. And even though they didn't want to give you no background of this version of Batman, they let you kind of piece it together. And only information I could piece it together with doesn't match that 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 Batman. So it's kind of like either if you're gonna say he's in a different place and different kind of Batman, then give me that, give me some kind of history or something because I'm I'm putting on him a history that doesn't match him. So he's always a problem because, like I said, either you fill in the blanks or let me or you make me fill in the blanks. And if I'm filling the blanks and it doesn't add up, that there's a problem. That Robin that died, that Robin where the Joker and Harley Quinn killed that Robin, you know, they he said that it was, that's Dick Grayson. So that means there was no Nightwing. Dick Grayson was the one, not not, not Jason. Jason. No, it was Dick Grayson. So you can't do, I guess you can do what you want to do, but I'm just saying you're going to have a problem when you have all this history and stuff going on and then, you know, you don't tell me and then I got to just assume what, what's what. And it's not fair because it's not t- definitely a different take on it. Especially if you go against the history, you don't explain, you know, what your vision is, you know, compared to the original history of that. That's that's bad that batman um, v superman movie he wanted that epic fight but he didn't want to earn none of it you know i'm talking about the director and the writers they wanted the good part but didn't want to earn it it wasn't you know so i was like so they had to make batman unreasonable to get that fight they had to make the greatest detective alive not understand that you see two aliens fighting in the sky one is helping one is destroying but you're looking at both of them like they're the same problem like what batman thinks like that what Batman Not- is gonna get tricked by Lex Luthor? What Batman? <laughs> yeah. So also, also think, here's, here's here's another one. I'm gonna add. Everything you said was brilliant. I agree with you a thousand percent. Let me add the icing to the cake. In most Batman continuity, most Batman history, Joe chills the person that killed his parents. If Batman did not kill, track him down and murder him, why is he gonna murder a man, an alien who didn't kill anything of his? He he got kryptonite ready to he ready to assert it in Superman. He never he never ever killed Joe Chill. Well, I he, tell you this, I'm sure this Batman did the the, the Batman and that Zach, and that Batman v Superman. I'm sure he killed everything. <laughs> anything anything walking. I think I think you just stay out of his way. <laughs> Sneaky suspicion. I'm surprised the Joker wasn't dead, considering all the all the you know because he he seemed like he had no real regard for anything. Like I you said, it's it, it was just like that's interesting. How is the Batman older than the Joker in this continuity? <laughs> that's like, like, like I said, they wanted the good parts, and they no matter the logic or anything else, they wanted what they wanted. They they wanted the epic parts, but, but, but nobody but sits down in DC headquarters and like how we're doing right now. Like like I told you a few minutes ago, when me and Clark sit down with everything that we're doing, we. Sit down and we kind of like talk it out and make sure that it makes sense and we're both rational enough and honest enough to tell you okay this isn't working for this particular reason you may want to be aware of that so you have billion dollar you have trillion dollar characters 
and you're just putting them off to somebody you're not going to sit down on a board and discuss that like how is this going to enhance or destroy our franchise well you do because with a situation by them putting out this movie by them putting not to cut you off by them putting out man of steel the way they did you have just tarnished your billion dollar character, your franchise, you have made him less popular than he was before because of what the, the product that you put out there. You're supposed to put out a product that makes people love it and want to go see more of it. But you're dealing with folks that, you know, this is, okay, think of it like this. Does a good movie determine success? And the answer is no. Nowadays, nowadays yes. Nowadays, yes, because- mm, wait, A good movie wait. determines success? Really? No, no. Hear, hear my words. Nowadays, yes. In the seventies, in the sixties, no. But nowadays, look at how they have adapted the comics to the movies. It used to be the other way around. It used to used to have a movie based on the comic book. Now they're adapting the comic book to the movies. I think what it is is that you know, cause like some people could say, "Man, it's still a good movie." Some people could say, "Batman v Superman is a good movie." Like it's a competently put together, well shot movie. But the way it is is that you know they didn't understand who they were messing with, which is the audience. That line of who you're crossing. Let me ask you this: with what you just said, here's a defining thing: Are you going to buy? Superman and or Batman based on the movies or are you going to go to the movies because you've seen Superman and Batman comics well well I would because I kind of I'm familiar with the characters so they they're messing with brand recognition anyway so that's so almost the people, so that, people like the movies are not going to go buy the books because they were never into the books in the first place these are these people who like good movies they want to see a nice action adventure movie which is why in your original podcast I told you Man of Steel was an excellent action adventure movie, just not a good Superman action adventure movie. Because yeah, but, if, if, if you're watching, if you if you're a moviegoer, I'll see Superman versus the Phantom Zone people, and I'll still never pick up a book because I'm not interested in that. But if I'm a comic book fan, I'm going to watch one and not the other anymore because of what you did. I'll give you this. I think that's kind of a bad example because. With the with the recognition of Batman and Superman, that's different. Like, they have so much different things. They have like cartoons. They have so many different medium types that people that don't even speak English know who those characters are, and they know what they're about. So so that recognition goes so deep and so far that people have an idea what it is. That that way, the people who don't read comics will bump against that and be like, that doesn't seem right. And the people who know the truth will also know this doesn't seem right. And that's why those movies were kind of rejected versus like Iron Man where the people who don't know it, they didn't know what to expect anyway. And the way Iron Man is, it was close enough to what the people who know what it was, was. And everybody liked it. Even with Marvel, their good movies has not translated into good comic book sales. The movie people are movie people. And the comic book people are comic book people and movie people. Yeah, but those are more good movies than they are about the characters. But in both in, with both companies, the comic book people are always going to go see the movies, but the movie people are not going to read the comic books. Which are they making more important? I mean, all, all the stuff right now in DC is about the movie. They really need to be. They really need to be, you know, copying the comic book a little bit more, as opposed to making their own little world with, you know, making Superman and Batman who they want it to be, and now having the comic book suffer from that. 
like I said, it just depends on the nuances on how you do it. Because I think that Kevin Feige over at Marvel found a way, a happy medium to kind of keep the soul, but change the body and without it being being rejected. And I think DC, they didn't work that out. And that's, that's the problem. That That's the problem. I Like I said, I wouldn't be giving a director or artist the ability to do whatever they want on something that known. Like I said, Marvel got more forgiveness because those characters wasn't as known as like, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, like, like Marvel would have to be careful. Their equivalent to that, where they would have to be careful on how they moved on it, would have been Spider Man. That that would have been their their tripwire. Like, let's just do Spider Man a certain kind of way, and it would be a hot mess. That's that's why when they did that um that play of Spider Man into the darkness, oh, whatever. That, that, you know, that's why it was a hot mess because they went too far. That they gave an artist the ability to do their version of Spider Man, and that could have easily been a movie. Their version of Spider-Man and that crap would have hit the fan. Why? Because people, even the ones that didn't read comic books, knew enough about Spider-Man to know when that was wrong. That's why that was rejected. A play yeah. plays are very forgiving. You could change a whole bunch of they had Hamilton where all the white people were black. And that and, and that worked. You know why? Because it's a play, it's a different interpretation. So you can't even get away with doing an interpretation of Spider-Man. That that tells you the power of recognition and what people know of things. And when you cross that line. Even if people go read them in comics or saw them in cartoons or dressed up them as a kid, there's a fine line. If you touch it wrong, you in trouble. And that's what that's what they did with Batman and Superman. You know, they they touched the line. They didn't know what they were dealing with and got burnt. If it's an unknown character, they would have got away with murder. Clark, what do you think? Actually, I, I think it's true. And it's funny that the movies that we're talking about are the ones that kept being redone over and over and over again. <laughs> And yet still, we're having a hard time, at least in the case of, uh, I'll say Superman, really telling the story. I say this because Ben Affleck's Batman was acting more like Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. and, so what was Lex Luthor acting like? <laughs> Lex Luthor was acting more like the Joker, Joker. which is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because yep. in Superman and Lois, you know, it's new, so I'm going to give them time to see where they go. But it almost feels like Morgan Edge is acting like Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is some soldier who's fighting some war that we don't know about yet. And Superman is his latest target. At least from the couple of episodes I've seen, that's what it feels like. I've been digging it so far, though, but yeah. I agree. You know, I, only, I saw three quarters of the first episode. I like the feel of it because they made Superman, I, I hate to sound corny when I say this, they made the character beautiful again. They kind mm -hmm. of had like more optimism and more like what you want to see in them. You want to like reach out. They I, made everything. They I made thought about you when I saw that. I thought about you because of our conversation. You said you wanted Superman to be where they would just like him or feel comfortable going to him. And that's the first thing I thought your voice in my head when I watched it, I'm thinking like, this is more, you know, soap opera-ish, kind of like, you know, when I saw it, I understood what you were coming from as far as Superman just being that person that, you know, even if you, you didn't have a dad around or somebody, you would go to him and ask for help. Even even at just him as being yeah. a person, which I thought was pretty cool. The character, I see more hope with this one than, than, than the glim and, and everything else that they've been having. I'm not completely feeling Lois yet, I mean, I don't think they've completely fleshed her 
for the role yet. I don't feel the chemistry yet. I mean, I feel some, but not a whole lot of it. Um, the jury's out on him having two sons as opposed to one. But I told Clark um, a couple of weeks ago, seeing the two kids makes me glad I don't have any kids. Because I'm just like, like it's... Okay, I don't have any patience, Clark. I, what happened in the barn shouldn't have happened. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to remove everybody's head off of that one. That's just me. But um, I didn't see Ma Kent enough to really get her. But just the feel of it just is a little bit more optimism and hope as opposed to the dark and grim and Gotham-like Superman that they had, you know, mm -hmm. before. And, and the guy who plays Superman is, I think... I think they should cut his hair a little bit, but I think Tyler is a better Superman than Henry Cavill. Now, maybe that's because they spent so much time making Henry Cavill this dark, evil-looking alien that I don't really, you know, take to him. But Tyler just seems a little bit more like, hey, look up in the sky. With Henry Cavill, it's like, oh, shit. Looks that. That's how I feel with him. <laughs> I hear you. It, it's, it's just... it's. I hear you. And, and maybe it's because I grew up with a Superman that you're supposed to like, you know, wow, an alien, he flies and you're supposed to really have all these like nice emotions for. And in the last decade I've been stuck with like, oh, he's an alien. Watch out. He's going to kill us all. You know? No, you're exactly it, right. You're exactly right. That's the movies have given us a Superman that you don't see him and want to walk up to him and get to know him. Whereas the CW was giving us that. You know, they're giving us a Superman that they're going to say, yes, he's an alien, but the movies, he's an alien, and you're gonna look at him, and like you say, he's got that, you know, angry snarl when he turns around, and you know, he looks at Batman, is like, you know, kind of thing. You're actually worried about what he's gonna do. And that's true too, because it's kind of funny, because almost kind of like you know, like in the comics and stuff, where he's kind of corrupted by Darkseid. It's kind of like when you see your your hopeful hero turn dark it's kind of like man you feel for you feel for his soul like man you know that's that's tearing him up that's not him versus this one it's like yeah he would he was on that fine line anyway it didn't take him much to to turn to the dark side because he was already kind of there he just didn't you know he just didn't walk in it but you knew he had that in him and you know it kind of takes away from something because you you really want people to when you're doing stuff to the characters you want them to feel compromised when needed so you can feel that extra you know, concern or, or or hope that they get back to who they are versus like if, if everybody's dark and evil, then okay, then them having a bad day would be no different than the day before. Yeah. It comes down to when you do it in one way, it makes you care more. When you have the alien that people look up to and like you really want, like how they did with Chris Reeve, you 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 want to you want to be able to help them. You want to care about what what's going on with the character. So if Chris Reeve gets dark, it's gonna make it's gonna make ripples. Henry Cavill turns dark. Well, we thought he was bad anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's always kind of questionable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, spoiler alert! You just gave us. I did. Yep. Spoiler alert. What spoiler did I give you? When you. Oh, when you... okay. I got it. <laughs> Are you talking? Are you talking about like I said, like in the comic book? You talking about that thing with Dark Side? No. You said you said something else. <laughs> what? Tell what what I say for real. It was easy. It, it was easy. It was, it was easy to see the Henry Cavill Superman joining Darkseid because he was already dark like that. So you him crossing over is kind of like you expected anyway because we thought he was dark anyway. Oh, that, no, 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 oh, no. That's not that's not no giveaway because um, in the Justice League movie, 
the the first one you saw like that where uh batman had that vision of, of superman coming there and crushing his chest and beaming people and stuff remember yeah, I'm very cautious of stuff like that. Both, no, both, both, both of you are conspiring to make me just look. I see what's and, and I, I don't like spoilers, so I see, would never. I don't. That's I don't what do took that. him so long. That's what took him so long to get on me. It took y'all so long because you were talking to him before, and you were just finding just different ways to just like screw with me. Just like let's 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 make him look like he don't know what he's talking about. You two, you, no. you two, you and him conspired. So. Yeah, I guess it would sound like a spoiler, I, I, but like I, I, I said, I know you seen the original Justice League movie, and like I said, y'all know you seen it. Okay, but I know you've seen the future, you know, you know, you've seen that that premonitions that Batman was having, which I thought wasn't even done. I thought that was weird that that was even done like that. Um, but we had talked about that before. But I can't wait to hear what you guys think of uh, when y'all watch it. Um, but you, you have actually convinced me to watch both and do compare and contrast. You've, con you've convinced me to do that. Yeah, I, I think it's worth Clark, you watching. Could, you, you could have done that also, Clark. I mean, I'm not throwing you. I'm not throwing you under a bus. You probably could have got me to do that also, but because I you, still got to watch the uh, the new one. J Jason got me to watch. You're going to get me to watch a four hour long movie with a director I hate and the characters <laughs> that I no longer know. <laughs> hey man, that's, it's the journey. <laughs> it's a journey. That's not a journey. That's a journey is going from your house to the store. When That's you, a journey too. When you when you're on the highway to hell, you call it that. That's, hey man, four hours of anything is a journey. You're just sitting on your butt for four hours straight watching the same movies. Any anything that takes four hours is a journey. This is Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening.